Welcome to episode 57. Now, it is that time of the year. Have you made a New Year's resolution? If you have, then this episode is for you, being day one of 2020. I've got a bunch of things I want to say about how to formulate your New Year's resolution in a capacity that it allows for success. If you're somebody that has made New Year's resolutions every January for the last five or 10 years, and then by the 1st of February, you forgot what resolution you even made or you fell off the bandwagon, then this episode is for you because these three things are fundamental to the success of your New Year's resolution and are frequently, if not always, forgotten about when people make New Year's resolutions every damn year. So, let's dive into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Welcome back to another episode, the first episode of 2020. The show is about a week off being one year old. So thank you so much. I want to personally send a big virtual hug to you through the podcast airwaves because you there's been six, over 16,000 people that have been listening to this podcast across and that number's been growing, of course, to, to 16,000 over the course of uh, 2019. And that was the first year that I ever existed that this podcast ever became a thing and then I, I never missed a Wednesday. That was my goal, to never miss a Wednesday. I wanted to make sure that you had reliable information coming to you every single week and so I just want to thank you for, for believing in me, being part of the journey and so many people, the average listener of my podcast listens to 10 episodes. That's huge. That's huge. That's like five hours minimum of content depending on the episodes you listen to. So, Honestly, thank you so much for making 2019 on the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast such a success. Like I'm I'm so proud of of what we've been able to achieve here together. So thank you. 2020 is going to be next level. I have so many amazing guests booked in. I have so many amazing plans for the podcast to just bring amazing content to you right nestled there in your earbuds right in your ear hole. That's where I'll be every Wednesday for 2020 as well. <laughs> So thanks again. But before we dive into today's episode, I just want to let you guys know that I'm super excited as well to launch my intermittent fasting sort of diet and lifestyle program, which is going to launch in less than two weeks on the 12th of uh, January, which I'm really wrapped about. It's it's most the way to sold out already. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that at the end of the podcast, but I just wanted to share that with you in case that piqued your interest and your maybe your New Year's resolution does involve a health journey and does involve getting your body into shape or your energy levels optimized. So, I'll chat with you about that in a minute. But more importantly, I want to get stuck into, got them on my whiteboard here because I didn't want to ramble too much. We know who's good at that. That's me. (laughs) All right, here we go. I've got three things that I want to share with you that I think are fundamental flaws or they're fundamentally absent from New Year's resolutions each year. And they're And the reason that they're flaws is because these are three things that if you get them incorrect, and most people do, um, then you are quite literally going to be not 
doing your news resolution by probably February. And I think it's statistically, and I'm totally, you know, speculate, it's my speculative memory right now. <laughs> it's something like 80% or a very vast majority of New Year's resolutions uh, have failed by the end of January, which is tragic. It's tragic. Where's the problem there? The problem, there's so many places that the problem could be. But I have three specific areas in which you can prevent these failures occurring, right? Or falling off the bandwagon as we like to to call it in the nutrition and diet world, falling off the bandwagon. All right. So, number one, number one, actually, number one's massive. It's quite heavy. I spoke about it a little bit on Instagram yesterday, but it is do not make bogus New Year's resolutions. Do not make bullshit promises to yourself that you already know you will fail at. Do not set yourself up for failure because what that does is it breeds personal complacency. On my own journey of discovering and understanding the connection between physical and mental health and you know just being a man and learning how to understand negative experiences in my life and how to operate in a way that, um, that fixes those problems in the past or heals heals things that I've been playing out as an adult, I've learned that a big part of mental health is actually things like making a promise to yourself every single day and keeping that promise. One of my biggest epiphanies in my journey of, of healing and becoming happy with who I am and where I'm at and you know the length of the journey and the goals that I have was realizing the epiphany that, oh my God, every single day I break a promise to myself right? And that's why this is number one. It's so important because so many people break promises to themselves every single day. And if you have a New Year's resolution for the 10th year in a row in 2020 that you you know is just going to fail, you are breeding a culture within your body, within your family even, maybe even you're showing your kids that failing and not committing to yourself is totally fine. Now, obviously, failure is okay. But I'm talking about this in the context of lying to yourself, setting yourself up to fail. Now, with my clients and maybe on the podcast too, I've talked about conditions of success. If you're setting yourself an impossible task, you are setting up conditions of failure. That is not what we want to do here, okay? Falling off the bandwagon is totally okay if you set up the conditions of success because if you still fall off the bandwagon then, it means you gave it a red-hot crack and it was whatever you did do was a massive success. Another thing that I talk about with clients is the ideal outcome or the ideal goal and then the good enough goal. And there's a big gap in between and anywhere in there is a huge success. That is, a, And that is setting up a condition of, a condition of success because it makes it really hard to fail, right? It makes it really hard to look at the situation negatively. So, do not do not make a bogus promise to yourself this new year's, right? If you if you're, you know, super overweight and, and you want to you want to change your life, don't be like by, you know, this year I'm going to be a super ripped competitor on stage doing competitions all over the world like because that's not going to work for you. That's not where you're at. That's that's even people that are that are, you know, relatively normal weights. That's a couple of year journey, right? So make sure your goals make sense. There's a famous quote by Bill Gates that um, that gets quoted a lot in the entrepreneurial space around mindset and the health minds. Well, I'm, I'm bringing it into the health space. <laughs> it's simply that people overestimate what they can do in one year and they underestimate what they can do in 10. And so, that's that's exact same concept is happening here. Everybody overestimates what they're going to achieve in 2020 or whatever year it is on New Year's Eve. They're like, oh my God, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to change my life. And the problem is the metric. It's not that those visions aren't perfect. 
It's the metric of success. It's the conditions of success that are incorrect. We're setting ourselves up to achieve those things in a time frame that does not correlate with who we are and where we are in our lives, right? So Bill Gates is someone that could say, right, this year, I'm going to change the world. Why? Because he's spent 30 to 40 years putting himself financially in a position where he could change the world in one year. Right? Does this make sense? Is this starting to come uh, come to fruition in your mind as to how your goals might need to be adjusted? Right. So keep your goal. It's just adjust the metric. Right. So if you have a, a weight loss goal of forty kilos, that might be a three year goal. Right. That might be a three year goal. So make sure you're not. So one. So mes- so there's kind of two messages in this first point, and that's make go- make real uh, goals that make sense to you as an individual, and two. Do not breed a culture within your own mind of complacency by setting yourself up for failure. So create the conditions of success. All right, I've kind of already touched on this next one, but this next one is be realistic. Now, as somebody that is a business owner and, you know, I'm really excited to launch my online programs and my coaching to the next level in 2020, I'm often around a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of the clients that I deal with and a lot of the people in my online programs are entrepreneurs and business owners. So, I'm very much exposed, and this might be the case for you too, about... um, being unrealistic about your goals. And there's so much motivational content out there about be unrealistic because only mediocre people are realistic. How, how boring is being realistic? And look, the truth is, I actually totally agree with that in the right context. And what I've learned from all of my study, research and work about health and nutrition and medicine is that one of the only areas where being unrealistic is a dumb idea is health, nutrition, and diet. So many people want to lose insane amounts of weight or get such an insane body composition percentage of muscle to fat ratio so they're super, super lean. And it's just, it's a step-by-step process. Like I said in the in point number one about making bogus promises, you know, you want to be realistic about who you are and where you are in your life. The hype of New Year's Eve gets people really excited. And we're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Oh my God, I'm so drunk right now and I'm, I'm thinking freely and without limits and I'm going to do all this great stuff, right? And that's awesome. But the problem is motivation is fleeting. You can't commit that energy. You can't commit that same motivational energy to the outcomes of that person, if you know what I mean. You can't produce the outcomes of somebody that's drunk and excited in the moment with a few friends because you have to wake up every single day for the next year unmotivated, unexcited, uninspired, on a lot of those days and still put in the same work to get the same result. You've got to be realistic about your health. If you want to lose 10 kilograms, right? Like a healthy weight loss happens at about 900 grams a week of fat loss. A lot of the fat that people lose initially where they get these big results and all these programs boast these massive results, a lot of that weight loss is water. Because carbs that are stored in the body, carbs and sugars require a greater volume of water to be stored. So the point is, if you want to lose 10 kilos, you want to sort of budget for at least 10 weeks, right? At least, right? 
at least 10 weeks. And that depends on your metabolic history. It depends if you've been a yo-yo dieter. It depends if you've had eating disorders. It depends if you have body image issues. It depends if you have an unsupportive network of people around you. Like, you see what I'm saying? There's so many factors that play into you being realistic. Not to mention a lot of this stuff is just fucking hard, right? It's hard work to be different, to get up and believe in a different version of yourself. I'm, I totally attest to the fact that this stuff is challenging. Whilst I've had no major health hurdles or weight loss hurdles to come across and I'm, I'm very much in this health and nutrition space as, um, as an educated person and as somebody that um, working in a cancer institute saw the truth of, of chronic disease and that's what motivated me. A lot of people in this space are motivated from their own story. I was actually motivated into this space as a result of feeling like the public are lied to or not given the resources. So I'm, I'm still here out of complete passion for the truth um, but the point is that a lot of people are in this space because of their own health journey. And, and I'm just sort of putting a little disclaimer in here and, and saying that whilst I've never lost any a massive amount of weight um, and whilst I haven't you know dealt with any super chronic diseases myself personally, I know that just the challenges in my own life and little health things here and there, even they were super difficult. You know, I've been relatively close fitness-wise to being an elite athlete at multiple times in my life. And it's hard. It's hard work to get up at 4.30 in the morning or five in the morning and go down to the swimming pool and, you know, put in 5Ks multiple times a week, you know. So, the point is, you've got to be realistic because it takes work and the work takes effort. It takes your energy. Make realistic New Year's resolutions because the only reason that you will fail by the end of January or by the start of February is because you've been so unrealistic that the end of January comes and you feel like a failure already. You're only one-twelfth of the way into the project. (laughs) (laughs) So, again, it comes back to the conditions of success. Don't set yourself up with unrealistic goals in a condition to fail. Does that make sense? Although we're not live right now, I'd say put your hand up if if that makes sense. (laughs) Hopefully, there's just like a few thousand people, you know, around the world right now randomly putting their hand up. All right, I don't want to take up too much of your time because it's New Year's Day and everybody's just kicking it. I say that every time I want to be short and I'm never short. So, look, whatever. Here we go, 2020. (laughs) So, picture this, right? Unlocking your potential, conquering emotional eating and gaining insights directly from a health and nutrition expert such as myself. That's what we do inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group, which is currently free to join. If you've ever felt trapped by food challenges, struggled with maintaining a healthy lifestyle, or yearned for a community that understands the reasons why you've yo-yo dieted for years, then there's a new chapter waiting to be written. And this is your chance to start writing it by joining us all on Facebook Lives, on engaging posts that push you out of your comfort zone and into growth, and Q&A sessions with me. All of this works as a platform to begin changing your emotional eating problems for good. Oh, and also, as a special gift, you receive my transformative How to Turn Food into Self-Confidence ebook. And that's also for free. I get it. Skepticism might linger. You might think, Maddie, I've heard these ads and I'm not sure. Well, at least a quarter of the members inside the Healthy Mums Collective Facebook group have been paying clients of my emotional eating program at some point over the last three or four years. So if you're not sure, you can post in the group and ask to find out if I'm the real deal or not. It's totally up to you. To join us in the free Healthy Mums Collective and to end your emotional eating and feel good in your own skin and begin that journey, pop down to the show notes below, click the link and breeze through three simple entry questions. Join today and let's embark on a journey of growth and empowerment. The link is in the show notes below. Number three is 
Do not compare yourself to somebody else's level 10. Do not compare yourself to somebody else's level 10. What do I mean by that? Now, this is also huge in the business owner entrepreneurial space and I have friends that that do this. I fall into pits of doing this, although, you know, after, again, years of doing the work, uh, personal work and understanding how how I've got to operate to to create the... to create the conditions of success in my own life, I get this. And I'm really passionate about helping my friends get through this and my clients get through this because I understand it. (laughs) I get it. And it's simply that especially on Instagram, podcasts, social media, we're just constantly inundated with people that are doing better than us. And I just want to say this. Nobody is posting their failures. Nobody is posting their bullshit days. Nobody is posting the days that they feel like just, they just feel like shit and they're binging on food. Like the health professionals out there, we're all human. It happens to me too. Nobody's posting that on their social media. Nobody's posting that they had had a launch of a new program and nobody signed up to it. You know what I mean? Nobody is talking about this shit. And so the point is that when you look at somebody else's Instagram or you meet with someone, everybody talks about the good stuff. They po- it's a highlight reel. Instagram, social media, it is a highlight reel of people's life. And, w- and whilst those people might be at level 10, guess what? If they're at level 10, they've put a shit ton of years, years of effort into getting to level 10. And do you cannot compare your level 1 when you're starting out with your 2020 New Year's resolution to their level 10 and be like, I'm a failure or six months in. Maybe you've actually committed this, to this for six months and you're doing well commitment from a commitment perspective and then you just open the wrong Instagram account on the wrong day. You're feeling like crap and you just give up because you're like, I will never be that person. I have people say stuff like that to me all the time, which might sound crazy to you, but people message me all the time. How can you be so healthy, Maddie? Like, I, I wish I was more like you. Oh, yeah, it's okay for you because insert XYZ. You're confident. You're such a good doer. You're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. You know, I spent a lot of years and and I have very important people in my life that have been with me for years that can attest to the fact that I was not always like this. And But I actively put in the effort with psychologists, with life coaches, with transformational programs and events because I knew I could be better and the answers were inside me, but I needed to get the tools from other people, right? And now... I open up all of these different accounts and, and they're inspirational to me. They provide me the excitement to go, look what is possible. Look what I could do also. Look who I could ask for help. Look who, who I could ask for advice. But I wasn't like this before. And I still have days where I open up accounts and see people in my newsfeed and think, shit, I'll never be as ripped as that guy. Like, I don't have the belief systems to, to support that outcome. Or this person, I don't have the money resources like this person does. Like, I have days like that too. But the point is, You've, you've got to not compare where other people are at to yourself. You have to learn and this, this doesn't happen overnight. Maybe this is part of your 2020 New Year's resolution. And it sounds so lame and cliche, but it's the truth, right? It's the truth. You have to compare yourself at who you were yesterday. When you reach a point where you aren't truly, truly understand and not just understand, but action that perspective at looking at who you were yesterday and finding out how you could be 1% better today. That's when you can be truthful about your progression and be honest about your commitment to growth. Because the truth is nobody else gives a shit where you're at, where I'm at. Right. The only if I fall off, if I never post the podcast again, well, there's a ton of you know, there's thousands and thousands of other health podcasts. The most important person's perspective, opinion, and support is that of your own. 
right? If you compare yourself to yesterday and decide today to be 1% better and you do that for a whole year, think about the a version of you, the new you, your future self that is 365% better than you are today. 1% a day. That's nothing. And that's very much in line with my methodology with my clients, right? We move the needle just a little bit each week. We don't do extreme. We don't do fad diets. It's one tweak a week. So, I just want to wrap up these three before I just share a little bit about my intermittent fasting program. So, number one was do not make bogus promises to yourself because it breeds complacency inside your own body. That's not the culture you want to expose yourself to or your family, your children, or your friends. It's not okay to be complacent to yourself. Number two, be realistic because the unrealistic New Year's Eve excitement, whilst fun and and, and inspiring at the time, comes down. You come down from that and you need to be realistic about the progress you're going to make in 2020 in order for it to be successful. You got to create the conditions of success. And number three, do not compare yourself to somebody else's level 10, right? We're moving the needle one notch at a time. If you're at zero, find somebody that's at number one and be inspired by them. All right, guys. I'm as usual, super grateful for you being here. I just want to share quickly because it's 2020. I've got a new program. I'm about to launch it. It's the first time I'm ever going to do it. So, I just want to share a little bit with you in case you feel that it might be your thing. So, what I'm doing for business owners and corporate workers or people that are you know, in the hectic nine to five space and usually it kind of ends up being eight to six because we're all tied up in this super busy life. I'm putting together a, a program that will um, solve the... I'm putting together a program to help you get more energy, focus, focus and productivity. That's the outcome of being involved in this program. Now, what is involved in the program is an intermittent fasting schedule, optimizing your diet and nutritional intake, and observing the emotional patterns that you have behind eating, again, in order to optimize those things to produce better outcomes in your life, right? I'm putting, I literally put this together because I get so many, I get so many questions on Instagram, on Facebook, you know, you, you all know I do a lot of public speaking, I speak at a lot of events, and so the common theme is that everybody wants their problem solved in one question or in one conversation. And the truth is that it doesn't work. That's what fad dieting is, right? It's this quick radical change, okay? And nobody, it's just not, not sustainable. Sustainability is incredibly important to me in regards to dietary change or nutritional upgrade um, and finding a way to get more energy, which is, you know, there's unsustainable ways to do that, like drinking energy drinks or way too much coffee, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the point is that I put this together because I just get so many questions all the time. It's a daily thing. I just open up, you know, my social media. I turn Wi-Fi on for the day and there's just people wanting answers. And so, I put this program together simply to provide you the incremental steps so that you can make positive change. And this is going to be have a massive impact on your life because although it's only an eight to 10 week program, it's really a major step in you creating the person that you want to be by involving yourself in this program. It's an online group coaching. I'm capping the numbers at 20 for the first intake. Um, and I find group contexts really powerful because the one of the most important variables to any health journey I have learned through my work and through my research is community community surrounding you. I truly believe in the quote that you are the average of your five best friends or your five closest people. 
And part of creating the conditions of success is having people that are on the journey with you that are open to upgrading their belief systems and upgrading their health, their habits to become healthy and optimal humans. That's the kind of people that are going to be amongst the group that go through this first program. It's called the Ultimate Energy Upgrade and we're starting on January 12th, which is only less than two weeks away. And so if you'd love to be involved, please email me at podcast at Maddie Lansdowne or you can shoot me a message on Instagram at Maddie Lansdowne LinkedIn, Facebook, Maddie Lansdowne. Just hit me up, shoot me a message, say you want to book in a discovery call. I'll put the discovery call link in the show notes below so that you can book book an appointment with me and we can make some cool shit happen for you this year. Hopefully, I can be a part of your New Year's resolution and I will make sure that these three factors (laughs) that I've talked about today are a part of your goal setting for moving forward with this program and beyond because I'm not disillusioned to think that this program is the be all and end all. It's just that's not the case. This is going to set your life up in a way that it's never been set up before so that you can live a sustainable, healthy lifestyle and are able to make decisions in my absence, right? So this is a wherever you are on the spectrum of that zero to 10 sort of thing that we keep referring to, wherever you are sit currently sit on that, this program will allow you to move the needle to the next level. It'll take you to the next level of your health journey and everybody needs to go to the next level. I'm not selling zero to 10. That's not what this is about. This is about being realistic, sustainable, and upgrading your energy levels. All right, guys, thanks so much for being on this episode of the podcast. I feel like a bit of a radio presenter at the end of the podcast when I do that. <laughs> but again, thanks so much. I appreciate every one of the 16,500 people that listen to this podcast in 2020. Thanks so much for your support. Please, as always, if you got anything out of this episode, share it with a friend, take a screenshot, share it on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. You know, TikTok's a thing these days. I've got to get on over there. But make sure you share it with someone you think that will get benefit from this episode. And of course, tag me on all of those platforms. I'd love to see who's listening to this episode and have a bit of a chat with you online. So please make sure you tag me and tag any guests if you're listening to any of the other episodes as well, because we all the guests that have been on here have been amazing humans and so many more to come. Anyway, guys, thanks so much. And I will, as usual, here we go for 2020. We're launching big, another 52 episodes, although I did what I do, 56 last year. But we got 52 at least, at least 52 episodes coming to you in 2020. <laughs> Anyway, it's about time for me to head off to the New Year's uh, Eve party. It's going to be a good night. Hope you had a good night and I hope you're feeling okay today. Maybe I should do another podcast on hangover cures. Anyway, this podcast was more important than your hangover. I'm sorry. (laughs) Anyway, much love. Talk soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.